AviationPros.com is the portal website for AMT, airport business, and ground support worldwide magazines. Visit daily for breaking news, industry blogs, and insightful articles from our magazine's editorial team. And don't forget to sign up for our publication's daily e-newsletters. It's all at AviationPros.com. Welcome to the Aviation Pros Podcast. I'm Josh Smith, editor of Ground Support Worldwide Magazine, and today we're speaking with Chris Cooper, Vice President of North America Renewable Aviation at Neste, to learn more about the current state of sustainable aviation fuels and the future SAF has in the industry. Thanks for taking the time to share more on this topic, Chris. Hi, thanks, Josh. Appreciate you inviting me on. Now, Neste has been supporting the production of sustainable aviation fuel for nearly a decade and is currently a leading producer of SAF. So given Neste's position within the sustainable fuel business, could we start with a little background and a quick introduction about SAF for any of our audience members who are unfamiliar with this drop-in replacement for jet fuel? Well, that's a great place to start, Josh. I appreciate the opportunity, one, to introduce to those of you who aren't familiar with Neste, um, just a little bit about our transition into this space and uh, let you know a little bit more about uh, sustainable aviation fuel or SAF. Uh, really a neat thing is that, that Neste did engage the renewables many, many years ago and in 2007 actually converted to uh, what we call the pathways or the uh, recipe for making our refined products into renewable refined products. And we did that basically starting with uh, conventional refineries. So in the early days, Neste was an oil refinery, and uh, we have four refineries worldwide. And in those refineries, we'll talk about a little bit later where they're located, but what we did was we converted them to a renewable platform. And that really only has to do with the changing of the product we use to manufacture sustainable aviation fuel or renewable diesel. And that really is what we call feedstock. So uh, feedstock represents, uh, in this case, rather than crude oil, uh, we actually use uh, you know, fats, oils, greases, waste residues to manufacture our product. But let me get started with some of the basics. The sustainable aviation fuel that we manufacture at our refineries today, it is Jet-A fuel. It's the same Jet-A and molecularly, it's just special because this SAF is synthetic jet fuel. But it, the important thing about it is that it again meets all the OEM and ASTM specifications for jet fuel. And for that purpose, it is. And you use the term drop-in, and that's probably a really neat solution that it's provided. And I'll get into that uh, maybe later in the conversation, but to share with you a little bit more, the really neat solution that this provides is that, um, again, the product addresses the root cause of aviation's climate problem, right? The burning of fossil fuels. And so SAFT is a direct replacement for fossil jet A that emits uh, up to 80% less carbon dioxide in the life cycle basis, right? So that's from the birth certificate all the way to combustion. And it significantly reduces the pollution. And most of that pollution we see and we just didn't think about, but those contrails or those white streaks we see chasing the aircraft across the skies, those actually contain a lot of really bad stuff uh, beyond just the carbon, uh, but also uh, a lot of noxious gases as a result of the uh, aromatics that are in jet fuel. Again, feedstock, as I was defining earlier, is uh, sourcing of our materials, and those are renewable biomass, right, such as used cooking oil, uh, animal fats, other waste oils and greases that we were able to use and introduce into SAF. So um, 
I think it would be great if I shared the uh, drop-in comment you made, which was great, Josh, because uh, SAF is a drop-in solution. And the really neat thing for us as an industry is that we've got over 100 years in developing the pipeline systems, the airport, airport storage facilities, and SAF is able to be dropped in or used directly on top of or mixed with the conventional jet fuel and so that it makes its way through the entire infrastructure at any given airport and onto aircraft. And what that does is eliminates any airport and or infrastructure investment uh, to sustain the development and, current and, and expansion of SAF into a marketplace. Excellent. No, that's a that's a great uh, introduction to uh, SAF in general and how it fits into the aviation industry. And and if I'm not mistaken, I believe there's a, a little bit more than 40 airlines that have already implemented SAF into their operations at some level or another. Uh, are you seeing any trends as far as uh, SAF adoptions concerned? Whether you see it being implemented more in certain geographical re- regions, and uh, I guess where are you seeing um, SAF being used the most, and, and or maybe I should ask who is using SAF the most? Yeah, excellent. Good. We'll start with first, uh, SAF is consumed and primarily in the United States, in California. There's a few reasons why. Um, but again, most importantly, it's because, of its, because it is, again, a low carbon fuel. And the low carbon fuel standard that California uh, initiated in um, in the late 2000s, actually in the uh, Schwarzenegger administration, that low carbon fuel standard provided incentives. And those incentives um, are strong drivers towards the conversion of a fossil fuel or a high carbon uh, fuel to a low carbon uh, fuel such as SAF, which uh, again provides benefits. And so California is again the primary base in the United States of of where uh, the product is being used. Uh, the new thing, you're absolutely right. We have all the major airlines from Alaska to American Airlines to JetBlue, Southwest Airlines, Aeromexico, Air Canada, Delta, uh, quite a few more. And what they came looking for was the ability to find uh, SAF and bring it into their operations. And even through COVID, uh, when the worst of times uh, struck the airlines, uh, we didn't miss a single um, opportunity to distribute every gallon we were producing. So the demand didn't wane either. But California is, again, the beginning of what we hope to see, the continuation of policy and incentives that can help. Uh, the state of Oregon has, uh, has a, a low carbon fuel standard in place. Uh, Washington state is beginning. Uh, they announced and we'll have that ready by 2023. Uh, New York state, we're excited to, to see that come on a little faster, but uh, it's in the works. And these low carbon fuel standards will help incentivize uh, the airlines and, and manufacturers such as Neste to continue to produce and deliver product into this market. Beyond the commercial aviation uh, industry, how is SAF being utilized at FBOs for the business in general aviation side of the industry? You know, it's a really neat thing because uh, business aviation is a, is a large part of our industry. Uh, interestingly, uh, corporate users or those corporations putting passengers on the commercial uh, airlines are just as concerned with their emissions and finding means and ways which they can directly reduce the effect of of the air travel. So they've begun to work together with our airline partners. Business aviation is a a more exciting segment in that 
we were able to work with FBOs, such as uh, Signature Flight Support. Uh, we currently have uh, a number of locations, including San Jose, San Francisco, Oakland, Austin, Texas, Houston, Texas. Um, and these locations provide direct access to the corporate users or the corporations who are flying their own within their own flight operations, their flight department is able to procure SAF directly from these FBOs. We also have a partner, Avfuel, who distributes product through their branded locations. So Monterey, California, Truckee, Tahoe, Sonoma, uh, Burbank. It's a really neat list and it continues to grow. And what it's, what it's enabled us to do is again, leverage the existing infrastructure and distribution uh, that general aviation has, um, is well known for and utilizing partnerships to then extend the product out into airports smaller airports uh, where these corporate operators typically fly, not only the major international airports where we uh, fuel our commercial operations, but in these smaller airports, and then giving them access to then distribute the product on to, uh, to their consumers. Very good. So, uh, Chris, let's take a quick break. But when we come back, we'll have more on sustainable aviation fuels. Would you like to reach key decision makers in the industry? Share your message on the Aviation Pros podcast and reach key leaders across all facets of aviation, including aircraft maintenance, airports, FBOs, airlines, and ground handling. Contact one of Aviation Pros' helpful account representatives to find out more. We're back with Neste's Chris Cooper, and I'd like to use this next portion of our conversation to get a better sense of SAF's future in aviation. So, Chris, you know, first of all, what positive impacts has SAF already had in helping achieve various environmental goals within the industry, and, and what additional benefits might be achieved through wider adoption of sustainable aviation fuel? Well, that's terrific because we have a lot of partners in this, um, and just a couple to to put on the list would be uh, the EPA here in the United States or even the California Air Resource Board uh, in California. And they've made efforts uh, to incentivize the use of SAF or renewable products. And so the RFS or the renewable fuel standard that comes from the EPA has data and they describe the consumption of 2.4 million gallons or the equivalent of, of 20,000 tons of CO2 being reduced. And that's the tracking of of really the incentives that they provided and the ability for us to execute the production and distribution of the product. In 2021, right, just after one year of a partnership I mentioned earlier with Signature Flight Support, we've actually already moved 1 million gallons of Neste's My Sustainable Aviation Fuel through the San Francisco location, right? So that, again, uh, reduces 10,000 tons of greenhouse gas emissions. So a really amazing accomplishment in a very short amount of time. And that, again, is in the business aviation sector. So no commercial aircraft are being described in those numbers. So pretty neat accomplishment for business aviation. And by offering this continued supply of, of SAF, uh, we've also been able to help uh, San Francisco International Airport you know, stay on track with their ambitions, right? their goals of uh, reach, reach, achieving pardon me, a 5% uh, SAF use by 2025 at their airport. Again, additional benefits range from, uh, you know, the usage of SAF at airports, you know, benefiting uh, both the, the employees of the airport, the community, the traffic, 
and really the environment around those airports, again, that we're able to address, again, in climb out and descent uh, through the use of SAF is, again, improved and emissions are reduced. Uh, the, the demand of SAF, again, we anticipate it will continue to increase. And some of the new policies, in fact, will bring about more work and jobs as we convert refineries in our current refining base across the United States. And so it's really exciting opportunities to make that conversion. But that conversion also creates jobs. And again, any airline or company can, can switch from fossil fuel to SAF with little to no cost or, or you know, certainly no infrastructure cost with equipment. And really that has to do with all of the OEMs approving SAF, uh, again, for the use uh, in their aircraft. And again, many of them are testing SAF at 100% and uh, finding great success. So uh, we see a great future uh, for the growth of SAF, again, throughout the United States and globally. You mentioned policy there, and that leads me to kind of to this next idea, which is, you know, what types of initiatives have been proposed or are already underway to encourage the adoption of SAF? Well, the really neat thing is that the incentives that I've described uh, previously, actually the RFS, or Renewable Fuel Standard, comes from a, a George Bush era. Uh, and in fact, the California Air Resource Board was directive under the Schwarzenegger administration. So I'd like to thank Congress again for including the Sustainable Aviation Fuel Tax Credit in the spending bill. Right? This shows that the United States is serious about combating climate change and, com and creating a sustainable future where Americans, right, we can continue to enjoy the many benefits of air travel, both commercial and private. And today, Nestle is already supplying sustainable aviation fuel to our largest airlines across America and many countries around the world. Uh, but at our biggest airports in North America. And the feedstock uh, we hear is that they, uh, you know, the feedback, pardon me, that we hear is that the industry likes sustainable aviation fuel, right? And they want more of it. And in the policies, we are finding uh, a sustainable aviation fuel lenders tax credit. And that will enable Nestle to move faster to help power more of American's aviation industry with sustainable aviation fuel. And these are the policies that we'll continue to see as incentives uh, to help drive the growth of sustainable aviation fuel. Considering those incentives and the environmental benefits that SAF offers, and even the, the welcomed reception that the industry and the airlines seem to have for SAF, what factors still remain that are preventing wider adoption of the use of sustainable aviation fuel? Well, the, big, the biggest thing, I guess, really around that policy framework is creating an even playing field for SAF uh, to compete with fossil jet fuel. And, and really, it has to do with the transition of technology and the transition of, of energy production and use. So if you, if you think about it, we have now arrived at a, at a moment in technology where such as many industries, whether it's the taxi cab to an Uber or whether it's the uh, vegetable and fruit production to an organic vegetable and fruit production, we've made changes and we as a society and, and globally make these changes. And so looking at creating an even playing field would be creating the same incentives that have otherwise gone to fossil fuel 
and its production of conventional jet fuel and and creating a balanced market so that SAF receives the same and or additional benefits. Because when it comes down to a quality or a a value proposition, the benefits of using SAF far outweigh that of fossil fuel. And so, unfortunately, until we get those incentives and or realize that the increased production of a vegetable or a fruit to become organic is the same with producing SAF from renewable feedstocks. It's more expensive. What we're actually doing is taking garbage and taking trash and turning it into treasure. And a real valuable piece of our industry is just that. But again, the value is different. So we have to realize that SAF's production costs are a bit higher than conventional jet fuel. And we're going to need some help uh, again to, to bridge that gap. But those higher costs can be realized as the industry, as the consumers. Just like I had trouble buying organic vegetables as, and fruits as they became available in my market, I thought, who was going to pay that extra dollar or $2? Uh, but when I find myself in the grocery store now, I'm the consumer that's conditioned myself to understand the benefits of purchasing these, purchasing these organic fruits and vegetables. And that's the same way for our industry. I think the industry needs to make a conversion to help their consumers understand that they've also, by leveraging technology, made that conversion to, uh, I hate to call it organic, but again, a sustainable business model, which incorporates sustainable aviation fuel with, with some tremendous uh, benefits to our environment and ultimately to the passenger's ability to continue traveling. That makes sense and, and leads me to my, my final question to wrap up on here, and that is just what's next for Neste? What's next for sustainable aviation fuel? Uh, what are the, the short-term and long-term goals Neste has in mind for SAF uh, as it relates to the um, you know the aviation industry? Well, Josh, you saved the best for last, so let me share some <laughs> of the great news. You know, we currently have an annual production capacity for SAF of 34 million gallons a year. With our Singapore refinery expansion on the way um, and the additional investments we made in our Rotterdam refinery, we'll have the capacity to produce 515 million gallons of SAF annually uh, in 2023. Pretty great achievement and accomplishment that we'll be able to then move that product again into uh, many new markets and expand the accessibility sustainable aviation fuel for, for many of uh, the airlines and business aviation operators. But Neste is not stopping there. Uh, we're continuing our research in new generations of feedstocks uh, right in the future. SAF will be made of, of many varieties. And it's important for your listeners to understand SAF is not just one thing. SAF is a synthetic jet fuel. However, it can be derived from a lot of really different nuanced items, such as the used cooking oil that we use today or the animal fats, but also municipal solid waste or algae or forestry wastes and different alcohols or ethanols. So pretty neat that a lot of different products can go into the manufacturing and Nesta continues to expand its ability to use all of these feedstocks uh, in different production methods to actually produce uh, SAF. It could lead to a carbon neutral or even a carbon negative SAF as we continue to develop in this technology. But Neste has, again, set ambitious targets uh, to make our production operations carbon neutral by 2035. So for a refiner who has to boil things a lot and cool things 
uh, that's an amazing accomplishment to actually uh, be one of the first refiners worldwide to actually arrive at a carbon neutral production. Pretty amazing. And that will further improve the climate benefits of our staff. Right? So we'll continue our work with signature flight support, with AvFuel to get more staff into FBOs across the U.S. faster. Uh, we have several international locations already with signature flight support and many to come with AvFuel. And we'll continue helping the airlines achieve their climate goals faster with SAF as well. But working with our partners at, at TripAction, really that's important. And working with the travel management company that, that is successful in this space will help us enable corporate customers to purchase SAF directly. All right. Very good. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Aviation Pros podcast. And I'd like to thank again our guest, Chris Cooper, Vice President of North America Renewable Aviation at Neste. Uh, Chris, thanks so much for the insight and the time. Josh, it's been a real pleasure. Appreciate the opportunity to work with yourself and, and again in, in helping answer some of the basic questions, but looking forward to follow up uh, opportunities to visit. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. And if you'd like to learn more about the company and its role in supplying SAF to the industry, uh, please visit neste.com. And for more information about ground handling, aviation fuel suppliers, and ground support equipment, stay up to date by subscribing to Ground Support Worldwide's newsletters. And please continue to visit aviationpros.com. <laughs>